Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Ryan Massey. He's the president and co-owner at Cicero. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, excited to have you. So, Ryan, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I currently serve as uh, the president, as you said, of Cicero, uh, which is a workday consulting company uh, specializing in services in support, enhancement, implementation of uh, the workday HCM and financial applications. Uh, sales and talent teams report to me, uh, parts of operations report to me, and then financials report to me. Okay. So tell me a little bit more about Cicero. Break that down, you know, what, what your offerings are. Sure. So we are an employee-owned collective of past end customers of Workday. So our unique kind of differentiator in the market is that all of our consultants have been in customers. They sat in the seat of our clients who need that type of support. So they're able to give the application advice and you know, the technology advice as well as the business advice of here's where I've seen this in open enrollment or in your payroll or or whatever that may be, kind of best practice married with in-practice perspective. And we do that in a number of ways. We do that through time of materials, engagements, projects. Um, but predominantly, we do it in, in a real partnership uh, with our clients under our, what we call our access model, having access to all of our individuals, the AMS type of offering post-go-live. So we have functional people and technical people and change management people and project managers and we just want to be you know the help that uh, our clients need us to be yeah so what would you say some of the biggest challenges are um that your clients are having before they start working with cicero i think one of the biggest challenges they have are they don't know what they don't know workday mm -hmm. is a really robust application and it can do a lot of really cool things mm -hmm. um and there's a lot on their to-do list and there's a lot that they see in the sales cycle of Workday on the front end before they've opted in and said, yes, I want to go the Workday way. Mm -hmm. um, they see the ideal situation. So then when they come to us, they're like, my screens don't look the same and I don't have a lot of documentation of ownership and how to get to this place of self-sufficiency mm -hmm. uh, with, with this system. Um, we're there to teach them, to train them, to advance the solution. Our slogan is to advance the solution and empower your people to own that application. So a lot of our people don't know what they don't know. It was put in over either four months, six months, or nine months. And this really robust, cool tool, all the widgets and things that they saw at the beginning aren't, aren't entirely there and they don't know how to get to there and often they don't know what may be turned on what may be turned right. off what may be configured what may be built what may be, need to be enhanced mm -hmm. so there's a lot of time that we spend in kind of understanding their current state mm -hmm. and what are their hopes what are their fears what are they excited about what was the reason they went to work day in the first place and mm -hmm. really trying to get to that ideal future state mm -hmm. as quickly and responsibly as we can Interesting. Interesting. So kind of talking about your clients, are there trends in different industries or, you know, verticals that you see uh, Cicero working with? We predominantly work with medium enterprise businesses. Okay. Um, it's intentional on our part. Now Workday has over the past, I would say 
three years plus uh, have been trying to go more down market. They captured 70% of the Fortune 100 companies in the nation. So where else are they to go? And they were built and designed to, to be competitors against SAP and Oracle. But now they're having to go down market to more sub 3,000 headcount, sub 1,000 headcount businesses mm-hmm. that love and want the functionality and the cool automation and all the bells and whistles that Workday has to offer. But are they Workday worthy? And so we're a small business partnering with other businesses who look like us in a lot of ways, going through an evolution, uh, going through a growth season um, that's similar to ours. And they have a, co- they have a lot of common problems. Um, that the problem that I often see is a misunderstanding of, of how much effort it would take to reach the automation, to reach the level of best practice and all the, the cool things that work they can do. What does that mean from a manual operational support mm-hmm. system? Mm-hmm. Um, there's not really a leave it and forget it. Every, every two times a year, Workday has these biannual releases where new functionality comes out. And it's the power of Workday that everyone's on the same version. And that is amazing. Mm. Um, but at the same time, with two releases and two big updates that are happening every single year, there's a lot of change that can happen in those releases. Mm-hmm. And what is the internal structure, a client that is under a thousand headcount, when they only have one person, that becomes a single point of failure. So we, we lean in and kind of become an extension of an HRIS team or financial team uh, that is to come. For that organization. So we're like a temporary addition to uh, internal teams for a season, mm-hmm. teaching them how to become self-sufficient, giving them recommendations on that, that future state. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the biggest, that's the vertical that we work in predominantly okay. is that medium enterprise as Workday goes after capturing that medium enterprise business. Mm-hmm. But inherently, the solution is meant to play against the big dogs of SAP and Oracle. Now they're having to fight against Paychex and Paycom and a bunch of other um, smaller, fantastic solutions, mm-hmm. um, but less costly solutions. Yeah. So how do they justify the cost? What does it take? Automation is great, but there's always automators. Mm-hmm. So those are some, some difficulties we see in our, our, tar- our target audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's nothing prohibiting Workday from being in any particular industry vertical. Mm-hmm. HR is HR, finance is finance. Every yeah. client comes to us thinking there's a uni- they're a unicorn in that <laughs> sense, but people have to get paid. People have to have time off. People have to have a, a succession planning and a pathword up inside an organization. Mm-hmm. And they have to have connections to a bank and they have to have uh, asset management and depreciation and all those type of things on the finance side as well. So whether they're Johnson's Plumbing or Johnson & Johnson, HR and finance has some hard and fast rules, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I think you said that really well. Like you said, everyone everyone thinks that they're like a unicorn. I think that's very, very funny and very true. Um, but working to be an extension of somebody else's team is so important. And I imagine that takes a lot of trust too, for them to, you know, trust, trust you with their, with their, you know, services that they need. Absolutely. And 
that's why Amber, my Amber Lowry, my business partner, um, had this idea of, of building an organization on the back of people who have been our current customers. Mm-hmm. We're all on this workday journey together. Mm-hmm. We're just maybe five to eight years down the road in self-sufficiency and capabilities inside the application than our clients. Mm-hmm. So we know what that we know where they're at. Mm-hmm. We know what pains they're feeling. Mm-hmm. We've walked through them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So kind of talking about working with you, um, and like you said, being, being you know, a little bit ahead of them, what does the onboarding process look like? Walk me through, you know, what, what that looks like. Well, it's custom. So we don't have a lot of our sales individuals recommending, here's the package level, here's the service offering, here's exactly what you need to do. We want to bring in our subject matter experts any chance we get to. So usually we have a discovery call and we kind of figure out what's happening. Um, back to that question of what's working, what's breaking, what are you excited about, what are you hopeful for, what are you afraid of, what's on fire, what's smoking right now, what do you see? Mm-hmm. And we'll take in some of that information, share it with our internal subject matter experts and set up that second call. So we're always moving the ball down the field, but it really depends on the complexity of of either the problem or the client. Okay. So the client may have multiple stakeholders that want to be a part of this dialogue, which adds complexity um, that we have to answer. So that we have multiple layers of executive leadership on our side, as well as salespeople, as well as professional services or program strategy on that call, answering the call and, and finding that alignment. Or maybe we just have that one HRIS workday admin who's calling for help and saying, I'm drowning, putting in 60, 70 hour work weeks. And, and finally, I have budget. How can you help? Mm-hmm. And then we find someone that is similar in skill set internally to bring onto that call and say, I can help. Mm-hmm. What does help look like? Mm-hmm. And so we custom fit every one of our engagements with the right talent. Mm-hmm. the right package, the right level of effort, mm-hmm. and so forth. So onboarding takes between, I would say, 30 days, about 30 days, Yeah. Um, to have a number of those conversations to, to right-size the effort, to align the right resources, and so forth, to give them dedicated resources instead of a bench of players or just some tool and access yeah. only to our people. Yeah. So correct me if I'm wrong, but what it sounds like is for your clients, no team is exactly the same because like you said, you're doing custom fit for the needs of, you know, that new client. Am I, did I hear that right? There are similarities in structures. Absolutely. There's consistency in structure, Okay. not in personality, (laughs) not in ownership of the application. Okay. And you never want to forget that even though we're in a technology consulting business, it's the individuals who, who, like I said, um, it's the automators who are creating this automation and it's people. Mm-hmm. It's an HR, predominantly HR software. So the team sizes are different, mm-hmm. though they have a similar structure. The personalities, the level of experience, the um, the goals of the company, whether they're heavy merger and acquisition, well, you have a lot of data conversion that's going to have to happen then. You have to have a playbook and a strategy of how to do M&A activity. We can help mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. 
Um, or maybe they're growing organically and there's not M and A activity. So, and that really impacts the the, the personalities, the pressure uh, of the individuals that are tasked with this major lift and shift on the internal client side. Mm-hmm. So there is commonality there in structures, but I like to approach each exchange, each company as a as a unicorn. So one says, no one's a unicorn, but everyone can be a unicorn and we can look at them and approach them that way. So do you think kind of that treatment that you're able to give your clients is one of the reasons that you've been able to scale successfully over the years with Amber? I think it's one of the reasons that, um, you know, in short, yes. I think that we have, um, we take our time, Mm -hmm. we grow and scale responsibly. We've made the choice not to involve investors in our business, outside investors in our business, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're you know employee owned from that perspective, and so everyone has skin in the game, and we want to to grow responsibly. I think that a brand, when you're going from a startup phase to a high growth phase where we are, it's very delicate. Mm-hmm. You're defined by your successes and your failures. Mm-hmm. And while failure is a growth opportunity and we all have them, it's, it's not, not uh, an option of consistency that we need on our part, right? We're defined by that. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that makes our business different than a lot of other businesses that are in this space mm-hmm. is we have, that we, we have something to risk just like our clients do. There are certified work to implementation partners and bigger organizations that can weather bad deployment, bad service, bad support, mm-hmm. bad whatever. They can they can really be okay with that turnover. Mm-hmm. Um, but we enter into the relationship as equals. We both have something on the line. And I think that that philosophy is um, what has kind of compounded our success and, and kept us steadfast. Because like you said, your goal is to be an extension, you know, of, of your clients' teams. Our yeah. goal is to empower them mm-hmm. that we will go away and that they will own it. Uh, just to be further along that workday journey, like I said, mm-hmm. that's, I, I've told a number of clients before that our people have been in your shoes and they've had to work those 60, 70 hour work weeks and they've had to become multifaceted in the workday application. Mm-hmm. whether that's benefits and compensation and payroll and recruiting and talent and performance and all these different modules, they've had to learn on the fly. Mm-hmm. They've had to learn through communities and other access points, and it's taken so much time and pain to do so. Mm-hmm. Our people are just hell-bent on you not having to live that journey. Ryan, what would you say the biggest misconception, you know, about the industry, about, about Cicero, about Workday, what would, you, what would you say the biggest misconception is? I would say that in post-go live, which are live with Workday, the biggest misconception is that you have to contract or work with an organization that is, quote, a certified uh, Workday partner. Um, certifications, there, there are tiers of Workday partnership that you can have, uh, most of them being like an implementation partner that's a phase one. Um, and all of their people who are putting in this software to a new organization fresh, you know, just from scratch, have to be certified because they have to actually put in their their number uh, of their certification number to do these advanced loads. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That push the data into the cloud. Post go live though, 
it's like you are going from from leasing a car mm-hmm. where if you lease the car you don't technically own the car that's deployment mm-hmm. and you always have to take that car back to the dealership that's a certified partner mm-hmm. right um but once you go live you switch from leasing the car to financing the car now it's your car mm-hmm. and you can go and put it into the garage and open up the hood and, and put a bunch of cool things on that car or kind of figure out how it all works and learn. Um, you could do that yourself or you could tr- you go down the road to, um, you know, Jerry that only works on Mercedes as a small business owner and he's going to teach you how to change the oil and he's going to teach you how to rotate the tires and he's going to run that diagnostic for free and, and just operate somewhat differently than the certified dealerships. Mm-hmm. Um, we're Jerry down the road. We're that small business. And just because we don't have that certified dealership tag does not mean that we cannot make incredible enhancements and um, training and support advice, you know, and hands-on configuration changes to your system. And I think that's a big misnomer is a lot of the Workday partners that put in the software really try to teach and preach to their clients. When you go live, make sure you're contracting with a certified implementation partner. But your past implementation. So the power of Workday that was sold in the beginning uh, from the sales cycle from Workday was, hey, the beauty of Workday is you will get to evolve your own system. Mm-hmm. You'll have the controls. You'll have the knowledge. It's such a cool technology that if you change your organizational structure or or your cost centers or your job catalog job profiles fundamental things about your business mm-hmm. workday is going to evolve with you to do that mm-hmm. but they have to give you the client the controls to be the evolving entity to evolve it mm-hmm. so we just are an extension of you yeah Further down the road, we're not a certified implementation partner. You don't have to go down that road um, because we're all on the same version. Mm-hmm. Power of one works both ways. Power of one is something that Workday talks about as, as 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 a benefit to the community, and it is so true that we're all on the same version. We're all able to share our knowledge. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's very different than the old PeopleSoft days or SAP ECC six to. HANA days and those types of things where you needed to have a certified presence Mm -hmm. uh, who knew the new system. Mm -hmm. But everyone's in the new system now. Mm -hmm. Frankly, I would have had no idea. Um, I think that's a really common misconception that a lot of people would have. So I'm glad that you were able to kind of talk talk through that. Um, I think that'll be, you know, really helpful for our listeners to understand and a little great, you know, piece of advice too, almost. Yeah, I think the certifications people need to understand that those certifications are a three week course mm-hmm. from a partner. So would you rather play a game or would you rather, would you rather have consultant A who um, just got their certification in advanced compensation so they're able to build out merit and bonus processes things like that inside the technology, but they've never done it before. They've, they're <laughs> certified. They haven't done it before. Mm-hmm. Would you rather work with consultant A, who this is their first, first time, but they're certified, or consultant B, who's been a total rewards, which is all about advanced compensation, a total rewards um, manager for 15 years, mm-hmm. 
and they've worked for four different global organizations, all of which had Workday in place. And they've run the merit and bonus process for executives at those four different organizations over a span of eight years, so eight different cycles. And they built it from scratch two times. Yeah. They've managed it six times. However, they do not have that certificate, that three-week certification. Which would you rather contract with? Consultant A, who has the paperwork, yeah. or consultant B, who has the, the life experience and application? Um, it's always consultant B. Yeah, always. No question. So, Ryan, if somebody were to, you know, try, try to reach you, learn learn more about, about Cicero, about Workday, how would they go about kind of learning more and starting? Well, they go to some of our social sites and, you know, we have a presence on LinkedIn, but also Cicero.com, S-Y-S-S-E-R-O.com. And there are ways of engaging through our website and filling out some of that information of saying, hey, call me. Here's what I'm experiencing. Like we can even get ahead of where you're at and what you may be feeling and experiencing as an in-client um, and enter that first conversation with some of those subject matter experts on the phone right away. That's fantastic. So that would be the best way. Okay. Good to know. So Ryan, as we, as we wrap up our conversation, I know you left us with some good information about, you know, misconceptions in this space, but if you wanted to leave our sure. listeners with one other, you know, kind of p piece of information, what would you just want to, you know, wrap up the podcast and, you know, leave our listeners with? I think I would like to leave the listeners for clients that may be uh, rudderless. They don't know what they don't know. Like I said in the beginning, mm -hmm. um, I would just like to say that you're not alone. It's okay that it's not, it is a part of the journey. Mm -hmm. And there are organizations, uh, Cicero being one, but there are many organizations out there that specialize in, in the post-go-live environment of Workday. Mm -hmm. Find them. Uh, be open uh, with what you're seeing and what you're experiencing. And always work with an organization that's, it's founded on character mm -hmm. and founded on um, integrity as, mm -hmm. as what leads them mm -hmm. rather than exceptional growth, scalability, uh, the, the footprint of their, their organization, their name recognition or bench players or something of that nature. Mm -hmm. Find people who care, who have skin in the game, mm -hmm. that they're going to be the ones that are going to help advance the solution the best. Well, Ryan, this has been a great conversation. I really appreciate you taking the time to, you know, to break down Cicero, to break down Workday for me. Uh, I, you know, I think this has been a really great episode of Business Ninjas, and I appreciate having you on the show today. Thank you. I appreciate uh, you giving me your time. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.